again is the prince of podcasting along with the duke of discourse old chuck it taker t- t- tater sacks over there <laughs> taker sack taker sex undertaker sacks over there <laughs> the song you are listening to beneath my dulcet tones is my friend john morgan you can download all that's of his john albums. yeah it's john it's really good yeah. you can download all of his albums at juna.bandcamp.com for absolutely nothing Free, free, free. And that's the way we do it. That's how we do's it. I think it's my favorite song. I'm not sure. I like this album a lot. Ralph Nader. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, th- I don't know. This was one of my favorite songs when I first heard it on that album. So what's been going on, sir? Work. Fucking A. Is that fun? No. (laughs) It's just, you know. I'm hoping to someday get work again. Yeah. It's uh, it's rough. Economy's rough, man. It's. uh, I'm waiting for my white privilege check. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Apparently, they're just going out in the mail all over the place. Where is it at? Yeah. Such horse shit. I mean, it does exist. It does exist. I'm if not, it was a bunch of black dudes in Oregon, I could yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, with shit. that, yeah, with that, I agree. But <laughs> no, you didn't. Or imagine if black dudes would have uh, started guarding their uh, churches with semi with uh, semi automatic weapons after the shooting in in uh, South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I, I it's a very odd, you know. Uh, Odd is not strong enough of a word. Weird is sick. Like, why go in and hose a black church down full of bullets? You know what I mean? It's just fucking dumb. I don't know. Yeah. And if and people don't think we have a racial problem in this country. <laughs> like Bill O'Reilly and them say there is no more racism. I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? He's actually said president. that. I yeah. know it, yeah, it's so dumb. Yeah. He's dumber than a box of See, that's the thing. He's not dumb. Use a dildos. Oh no, he's not dumb. He knows he knows his audience at least. Yeah. He knows he knows the people that he's pandering to. God, they're the worst. Who the the mouth breathing waterheads? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are none worser. We've been sitting here for about an hour watching old wrestling. We have on the W, and uh, we're watching exclusively the WCW. Yeah, or WCCW. Well, this was NWA. But okay, the, yeah, but the show. Everybody knows what we're talking about, World though. It's the uh, it is 
nothing but squash matches and interviews like you've observed before. Yes. And it's really awesome. It's the best. But again, and I have to say this every time, do you think the guys backstage, and I know they did, you know, like the jobbers, you know, they probably don't know who they're wrestling. They do probably, but they're just giving a rough framework. And you know that they're, fingers crossed, don't let me get the fuck oh, Road God, Warriors. Fuck, I got the Road Warriors. I'm getting, get the fuck kicked <laughs> out of me today. You know, let me get the Midnight Express or, yeah. you know, or the Rock and Roll Express where it'll be, you know, it's not just two huge lummoxes come out and kicking the shit out of me. You know what I mean? Poor guys. God. <laughs> But uh, who have no no regard for your well being? No, they don't. I mean that that that's the thing. You can tell that they don't. They're doing their spots and they're just getting it over with. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're going to go along with it whether you like it or not. Exactly. I saw him do a clothesline on a guy not long ago. I thought he fucking killed him. Like guy's head snapped back. He hit the mat. I was like, oh fuck, that looked like it hurt. You know. So was it a monkey? No, it was not. Mm, poor monkeys. The monkeys were like the caviar. Of jobbers, <laughs> you know they're like <laughs> they were the Hulk Hogan of jobbers. Yeah, they they really were so much so that uh, one time they got some heat. Like it was, you know, <laughs> every now and then they get some heat, and people would you know really cheer them on because they were sick of seeing the monkeys get the hell kicked out of them every week. I guess <laughs> uh, poor monkeys. Um, Bill and Randy. Speaking of promos, like we just listen to some some Ric Flair. <laughs> wrestling history to say that we haven't seen that before because we have but i think if we go back earlier in the day on the blackhawk you had blackhawk you kind of alluded that something like that would happen you're making it sound as if this act was totally premeditated there's a couple other points that i think are more so jj dillon one whatever took place happened outside the arena so for once the hands of the national wrestling alliance are tied this is a personal issue between lex luger and the four horsemen and what happened, Frank, we did get a little bit out of hand because what we wanted to do was to confront Lex Luger. I always thought Lex Luger looked like a horse. Looked like a horse? Yeah. yeah. In the face. Have you seen him lately? He's rough. Dude, it's bad. What do you have? It's a degenerative muscle disease of some kind. I think it's... I, I have heard. I don't know if there's any truth to this. But I have heard that it was to do steroid use, like he was, because he, he had been on steroids for decades, you know. So, you know, there are some, and again, steroids are a strange thing because they can affect some people, so people, so many people, so many different ways, you know. Like uh, some guys take them for a brief period, and it'll cause a lot of health problems. I know of guys who have been taking them though for twenty years, and a lot of times, if you don't, well, here's Rick, and all of my teammates want to hear you say. Now we go to school. <laughs> that smile. Fucking <laughs> big pearly choppers. In Miami, Platinum hair. <laughs> aviator sunglasses. It was an education. Pink shirt. And now, Luger, you see, I got one here. It doesn't oh. bother me a bit. That's the thing. Because I know. That he wasn't afraid to take bumps. <laughs> Flair took some fucking bumps. Fuck kicked out of him. Yeah. Like, that was his thing. Like, he'd come back from it and cheat. No! No! And then he'd, like... Right now is the great American bash. Luger, you and I in particular have got a date in Baltimore, Maryland on the 10th of July. But preceding that, (laughs) and not only those, 
I don't want to be there, but am I going to be in the war games? Oh, Jesus. Am Remember I war games? Be in cage matches? Yeah. You better remember one thing. The horsemen, the powers of pain, the varsity club, they're all my good friends. They all thrive on the blood and guts that make you a man in this sport. Oh, he took his glasses off, Daddy. That you and Sting, oh, Dr. Death, the water and hole was nothing, pal. Compared to what you're going to understand. You see, Sting, look at Luger. He won't show you probably, <laughs> but they tell me he's got 20 stitches in that eye. 20 stitches. Pretty boy. Sting, you're next. Because I'm telling you, that in the 30 days. You think he's really going to hurt Sting? Between now it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> With those chops, it's going to be something. It's going to cut them wide open. <laughs> My favorite spot that Ric Flair used to do um, was... I like his head shaking. That's the best fucking... I love that. Or would he be so coked up that he would have to hang on to somebody? And it'd always be, mean! Whoa! My God, Gene! And he'd... Face turn all red, neck get all fucking veinied up. He did that fucking spot almost in every match. Every not squash matches, but in every match that was competitive, where they'd whip him into the, co- the corner. Yeah, and he would flip over the rope, walk the apron, then climb up on top like he was actually going to do something, and then get body slammed. On yeah, yeah, every no, time. No, <laughs> and then sometimes the one where he'd fall on his face. <laughs> I love that one. I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna break you. I'm gonna squeeze you. And boy. <laughs> right now. He said, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, slick Rick. Hmm. Wow. So, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> we, we didn't really plan anything for this today. Uh, it's just wrestling. I mean, it's wrestling. Uh, you know, I, I, I think we got to shift the fun of appointment files and just make it a wrestling show. Like, we'll watch an hour of wrestling, old wrestling, and then discuss the old wrestling. Like, we we just saw recently uh, Pistol, yeah, we, Pistol Pez Watley. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Great wrestler, great agility, big, strong guy. It is, race, uh, racism was very prevalent in, ra- in, oh, in wrestling. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially with some of the things they said about Asians. Magnum TA oh, yeah. said something like, he said, those Asians are sneaky. Like, the Orientals. Yeah, those or, Orientals, yeah. they know all them pressure points. Yeah, yeah. He really said that. <laughs> like, people think we're making that shit up. We're not making that up, by the way. It's really real. And um, and the I, gimmicks they used to slap them with. Yeah. Like uh, the, the wild Samoans, they'd have bones through their noses. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, just really racist stuff. Um, you know, and there were wrestlers that in other eras would have been champions. Tony Atlas, uh, Rocky Johnson. The Rock's dad. I think he was some sort of a champion, but, but he, he was like, like right, exactly. I mean, you can't, you couldn't have, and there still has never been. No, Booker T was champ. Yeah, um, but I've 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 seen that there's never been like an actual world heavyweight champion in WWE that was that was black. Black, but The Rock, he's half, half yeah, half, half Samoan, half black. That's two minorities. Well, yeah, but see, that's the thing is that that's. 
to some people that's not good enough. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it had to be a, uh, you know, full blown black eye. The New Day are tag team champs. Yeah, and they're a great fucking. They're tag hilarious. Team. They I get over <laughs> so great, like because they are so loathsome. The crowd, you know? the crowd can't help but cheer for them. Yeah, I know. I mean, and I love them. Like, and and again, they get it. They get how you know ridiculous, and you know, and that makes it so much funnier. You know, it. You know, I, I don't know about the. You know the the gimmick that they've been given, but it's what well, it started out as sort of like a preacher thing. Like uh, there was just two of them at the beginning, or maybe even just one. I'm not sure. But it started out like he was like a preacher preaching the power of positivity and all that bullshit. Yeah. Then he just turned into into a bunch of goofy assholes. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> um. Yeah the the black guys have gotten uh they've gotten weird gimmicks over the years like uh. Public Enemy. Yeah. No, Public Enemy was white guys. Public Enemy was white guys, but what was the one? New- crime, crime Time? Crime Time. Yeah. I was just like, who the fuck came up with that shit? You know? <laughs> um, God, what was? What else was there? Uh, well, Harlem Heat. They had a, a pretty stereotypical gimmick. Yeah. Um, but they actually embraced it and were a very good yeah, tag team. Yeah, they were team. good at it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that... <laughs> they had a feud with the road warriors i'm thinking about uh, you know all the see tag teams used to be where it was at in in professional wrestling like they you cared who the champ was always you know but the tag team champions were like right there you know it was they were sometimes the main card and it was you know you had the midnight express rock and roll express road warriors um you know but the the w the WWE champions or WWF at that era, correct me if I'm wrong, they really didn't have very good tag team. They had Demolition and they sucked. Yeah. And then they the, had the Midnight Rockers, which changed to the Rockers. Yeah. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Yeah. I, I just think that on the whole, that the WCW and NWA had better, they had better gimmicks. Like they were, because. Well, they were less gimmicky. Like the. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, WWF was all like the plumber. Yeah, he comes yeah, out yeah, with, yeah. He comes out with Doink a, the clown. Yeah, it was, it was the forklift operator. Yeah, yeah, it was so many gimmicks. But they're you're right. Their gimmicks was the strength of, in their non gimmicks. You know what I mean? It was just personalities. And you know, there was a guy who had a a lot of guys who had some serious mic skills. You know, Flair is. I'm. A, I, I think he's the greatest professional wrestler of all time. That's Probably. just. That's just my opinion. But I think he's better than Hogan. I think he's better, you know, I think that, you know, the fact Hogan, of course, had more, had a broader appeal because he was from a bigger company and had more money behind him and they pushed him and he was also a, an enormous man. And he could never lose clean. Right. That was such horse shit. That's, that's the thing. And, you know, we saw how that got with Bill Goldberg when he couldn't be defeated. And I was just like, man, he can't do Well, that. he didn't like the, the fact that they wanted him to finally lose. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I, I think in a, in a real fight, I would beat that guy. Well, that's not how this fucking goes, idiot. No. <laughs> in a real fight, I would beat that guy. Really? I well, mean, get, get into mixed martial arts and really fight somebody. This isn't, this is not. The I deal. remember when they had boxing matches, like actual real fights and Mark Marrow would beat the shit out of people. And he wasn't ever a major heat guy. Like he, he marvelous Mark Marrow and you know he was Johnny B bad yeah but um it ruined his his entire career when he got power bombed by his wife his ex wife Sable, Sable yeah <laughs> by then after that it was like fuck you well and Sable apparently was a cunt 
Like oh, that's I, what I heard. I've I've read numerous reports. Jim Cornette says she was a whore. Jim Cornette says that about a lot of people. Yeah, you're talking about they they actually did do like a an actual basically a tough man contest with wrestlers. Jim Cornette said it was the dumbest idea he's ever seen. They're actually going to let these guys actually fight each other, and they're somebody's going to get exposed not to be the tough guy they are. And almost everybody did. Uh, Billy Gun, not Billy Gun. Uh, there was Billy Gun, Mister Ass. That's yeah, same guy. And then his partner was Road Dog. No, his, he had another partner before that. Palumbo. No, it was his last name was Gun too. Oh, okay. Fuck. But um. He actually ended up winning the tournament because he actually sort of knew how to box. Like he knocked out uh, the Godfather. He knocked out, like legitimately knocked out Bradshaw. Yeah, big giant Brad Bradshaw. Yeah. I, I think I could kick his ass. I, th- I think in a fight I could kick most of these guys. Yeah, because they were just wing shots. Yeah, like you're. They're not the- fighters. They're wrestlers. <laughs> you know, specificity of training. You know, like in a real fight, Ken Shamrock would have killed half the man he fought. You know what I mean? And oh. Pfft. He would have murdered everybody. That's what I'm saying. Triple H, he had a few. He would have legit killed Triple H, like murdered him. If if, if it was a life and death fight, it wouldn't even have taken 10 minutes. And that's why it's weird weird seeing Brock Lesnar wrestle now. Yeah. Because I know, like, okay. Like, I mean, before he he actually fought people, I figured he could probably beat everybody's ass. But now that I've seen him actually fight, I know he, he lost badly a few times, but he was still actually in there with real fighters. Right, right. It's just weird seeing him lose to people half his size. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's the thing about professional wrestling is yeah, Rey Mysterio was a heavyweight champion for a while. They were selling that one, and it's actually a pretty good gimmick, you know, because it was like the David Goliath, and it wore thin quickly because there has to be some, you know, they're sort of doing that again now with a, a guy called Kalisto. He's real small. Yeah, but he's like I think he won the U- U.S. championship. Well, Roman Reigns is a big old dude. Yeah. Um, Everybody hates him. Oh, he's a shitty wrestler. He's, he's an okay wrestler. He's just not very good on the mic, and he can't – He has, he's just like The Rock, he's going to have to turn bad before people will like him. Well, see, that's the thing. He's still kind of a bad guy. He wears the black, and he's the – you know what I mean? He has to get out of the wearing the tactical armor. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you it's wearing this of, flak yeah, jacket, it's son? It's weird. What was his name? Ter- Tommy Gunn? Not Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn was an actual Bart Gunn. Bart he won Gunn. the he won it, and then they were like, "Well, he's an actual he he can legitimately fight." It was called the Brawl for All. He can legitimately fight, so they put him on at I think WrestleMania or SummerSlam or some shit against Butterbean. Butterbean <laughs> knocked him out in fifteen seconds. So, and then then he wrestled two more matches and he was gone. Yeah, he just disappeared. They yeah. should have never done that. Well, no, Butterbean is. People, you know, he's a big fat guy, but he could really fucking hit. You yeah, know but I mean? they, the, but they should not have actually put him in an actual fight. No, I'm. Yeah, I agree. I'm saying that it's <laughs> ridiculous. You know, people. That's going to destroy when people see a a guy get knocked out by a fat guy. They still have the perception that because you're fat, you're going to be less of a fighter, and that's not true not at true. all. Roy Nelson, you know, Roy uh, Nelson, uh, Mark Hunt. Yes, Mark Hunt. If he can reach you, tough man come in all shapes you. and sizes. You know what I mean? And. I've seen lots of heavy guys that are fucking tough guys. You, you know see, what I mean? I know you see Mark Hunt fight, but did you see him fight Stefan Struve? I did not. Stefan Struve is six foot eleven, about two hundred and sixty pounds. Good fighter. Yeah. Mark Hunt, five nine, two hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> yeah. And Mark Hunt had to jump and hit him. And it, and broke his fucking jaw and knocked a couple of his teeth out. <laughs> and he just walked away when he finally got him that with that one shot. Yeah. 
he'd been peppering him a little bit when, when he finally was able to reach him he 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 just uh hunt or uh Struve just fell back into the cage and he wasn't he wasn't completely knocked out but he was just but his mouthpiece was out right. his jaw was all fucked up and he just looked up at the ref and the ref was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> he just yeah. started waving his hands. See, Mark Hunt looks like a kind of guy you'd find in a new, in a Australian or New Zealand bar who would beat everybody's ass in the bar. But he's actually, probably three on one. He's a know. super nice guy, but yeah, yeah he would. Yeah, that's absolutely. what I'm saying. But there's a quote from Pumic Iron. Uh, Ed Corney was one of the one of, one of the bodybuilders from that era. He's a, he's a. Did he tell a bunch of dad jokes <laughs> since his name last name's Corny? <laughs> I knew that was coming. No, he was a great bodybuilder. Um, he was also a bouncer and a legit tough guy. Like he could fucking fight. And they always said about how gentle of a person he was. Like, and the quote is, he's gentle in, in that way that genuinely tough men are because they have nothing to prove. You know, there's, there's no insecurity they have to get out there and, and whoop somebody's ass all the time. They'd rather not fight. But once, once you've made them fight, wow, you're going to get fucked up. You know, it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, what is it? The the barking dog is always the one you don't have to worry about. Yeah, and uh, you know I've known lots of those men that well, those people, there's women like that too that are tough women, you know, and they don't ever want any trouble. They'd rather not have any trouble. But buddy, if you fucking get them to the point where they're going to fight, you're going to take an ass whooping. So it's you know, it has to be. I have to be physically threatened. Before I'll actually fight somebody. And it's been a long time since I've had to, thank God. Well, that's the thing, too, is that being like you have the thing with me, being a bigger guy. No, who's going to threaten you? You know what I mean? Like I've been threatened before, like and but not in recent years since. uh, (laughs) Since what? Well, since I started working out and and you know what I mean? Like doing that. But I hate talking about that shit anymore and uh and i don't like violence i just don't i don't like fighting i don't like you know i'd rather not i would really rather not and um what is that i'm getting ready to play a brawl for all match okay (laughs) yeah that's his name bart gun there he comes walking down he's a big old fucking dude man but compared to bradshaw he's not right bradshaw is a big old fucking texas dude any last time somebody was trying to get on my nerves, I just said, "Please leave me alone, please, just please." I, I just don't <laughs> like it. It's not fun. It's fun to think about. Like you know what? I probably could get up and rearrange his head, but it's not. Well, I mean, and I've seen you throw a punch, and I've, I mean, and you're a big fucking guy, man. You're what three hundred and over three hundred fifty pounds, somewhere in there. I'd you say. know, and I'm trying to six fix foot that six two, four two. Oh, okay. That's a big. That's big, and I wouldn't fight you. And even if I did, I would get my ass whipped. I know I would. Yeah, you wouldn't have a chance. I got to reach on you. Yeah, <laughs> got a good jab. <laughs> just, just check it out. How terrible this is. Bart Gunn's leaving his head wide open. They've been watching a lot of Rocky. <laughs> he's not even. He's not putting his legs into it. He's not pushing off or anything. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he gets up I don't remember how long it lasted He got up He's on what they call Queer Street He doesn't look okay does he No he's gonna take <laughs> Bang Knew that was gonna happen It's all over Damn he's out As Mike Goldberg in the UFC would say It's all over 
<laughs> Fucking ridiculous. <sighs> anyway, what else you want to talk about? Keep going with wrestling. Who's your favorites? I think I know your favorites were the Road Warriors. Yeah. yeah Who's yeah. my favorite single wrestler, though? Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. I like Ric Flair a lot. Like, I... I legitimately, I've read his book to be the man, which is a fascinating dude. Anything about re- professional wrestling is fascinating. It's a weird world, man. That's what I'm saying. It's a subculture, but it's also uh, they're legit athletes. And t- and Ric Flair had a quote in there, and I think he's probably true. He said, "If you sent football players, uh, boxers, and professional wrestlers into a bar who are going to fight each other, the the professional wrestler is going to walk out every time." I would say because he was talking about he talked about and the people he had feuds with. You know, he he didn't do what do you call it when they. Don't want to break kayfabe. K- he said he broke kayfabe and said he would hang out with the yeah. But he he was talking about wrestlers he had feuds with. Like he said he said Wahoo McDaniel. He was talking about. He's like he said he is the toughest human being I've ever met in my life. I think as a quote, a, a quote from that said he is he was just so tough. Jesus, like he and and he drank and he'd just go into well, bars. Indians. Well, that, that's that's a terrible. <laughs> I thing. mean, Native American. Yeah. Why is it that they're so susceptible? Um, because they were. Their bodies don't process alcohol. Weird. The way, like the Irish, for one thing, it's it's a it is a uh, it's a nutrition thing. Like one of the reasons that people like the Irish and the Vikings and people like that drank is because they they were not receiving something from their diet, so they got and so they just knew instinctively to get it from alcohol. So you know those those cultures are very alcohol oriented still to this day. You know, no, it's not as much as you know Americans do it because. A lot of Americans like to be assholes and just be drunk and stupid. Amen. But um, why'd you look right at me when you I said did. that? I don't it's know. Rude. <laughs> You're not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the, the you know it is something to do with uh, sugar or something like that in their diet, and they process alcohol better. You know. Also, I think it's to do with their, with their size and their genetic makeup and stuff. Like the Irish are not a terribly large people, like height wise, but they're all you know, they're muscular, you know, and that's from, of course, natural selection, where it was a smaller group of people who had to fight the Vikings and you know, fight everybody, you know, and then the Vikings were just scary. I mean, they were huge fucking people. Beautiful, even, even back then, you know, it was the average. Like the they're Germanic people. The average Roman soldier, I think, was five two or five four, Jesus. something small. You know, the average guy they were fighting was six four. You know, they were enormous people, but Romans still won due to discipline and superior weapons and tactics and numbers. All that stuff. Did they have better numbers? Not necessarily. It's just their discipline is what won the won the day. Plus, you know, better equipment. <laughs> Baxter was humping the blanket. I don't know why he does that. He doesn't have balls with which to hump. <laughs> it's uh, you know, I mean, you can't take he that has, away from him totally. He had to uh, he has to show that fucking blanket who's boss, I guess. <laughs> it's a dominance thing. Yeah. Fucking blanket. Try don't lay on top of me, blanket. I lay on top of you, <laughs> and I put my dick in you. <laughs> I'd say as a kid, Sting was my favorite. I like Sting. Any more though, like they tried to make him come back, and it's just like, okay, he's dude, he's he's one of those guys. He's still trying to do the long hair thing, and it's yeah. just like it's really thin sting. <laughs> yeah, like he's gotten off the roids. He's gotten, you know, he doesn't look terrible, but 
No, he doesn't look terrible. Just, he looks he's a, he's in good shape. It's mostly the hair. Yeah, that's bothering me. Just shave it. Just, yeah. Why well, he's, he's gotten bald? It's just it's extremely thin. Yeah. That's terrible. It's not it? as beautiful and flowing as it was whenever he was the crow sting. He's still a crow sting essentially, but Yeah. The crow sting was kind of cool. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I didn't think he'd keep doing it for 20 years. <laughs> no, uh, they, need, they need to bring back the, whoa, that stinger. Yeah. He, he had a different kind of, like. It was an ow. Yeah. It was more of a screech. Yeah, it wasn't a, uh, Ric Flair is the ultimate, the king of the woo. So it's. To this day, whenever, even, even at independent shows, whenever people, whenever the wrestlers chop each other, everybody goes woo. <laughs> God. To this day, it's like he's the first motherfucker to ever do it. Uh, I think Buddy Rogers was the first one to do it. Ah, fuck. I don't know who did it. Um, Talking about Playboy Buddy Rogers? Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. It was Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. Nature Boy. Yeah, it was Nature Boy Buddy Mm -hmm. Rogers. Because Ric Flair fought him. There was Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, Nature Boy Ric Flair, and Nature Boy Buddy Landell. Yeah. Uh, Ric Flair is very humble when it comes to... Uh, talking about the other Nature Boys, he talks about Buddy Landell. Uh, another one that was kind of like had that uh, that gimmick was cl- uh, Classy Freddie Blassie. Yeah, and um, Gorgeous George. Yeah, that gimmick yeah. Too. Oh, Gorgeous George. But that was like in the forties. Yeah, or some shit. Yeah, that's it's it's weird coming up with new gimmicks because everything's pretty much been done. Like you can be like the the pretty boy guy that doesn't like getting his hair messed up and all that shit. But like there's there's been so many of those and there's one now. Who is it? His name's Tyler Breeze. Okay. Calls himself Prince Pretty. Okay. Well, it's, it's a hilarious little gimmick. He walks out with a selfie stick and it streams him shooting a selfie on the big Titan. See, that's thing. cool. I like that. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. that's kind of neat. You know. But there's like tassels and shit all. But feathers and shit all over his. Yeah, but the, but the 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 heir to the Ric Flair throne has not presented himself. Like, not fully. No. No. And it, it was sort of Shawn Michaels. Yeah, sort it of. was but like he. They retired around the same time. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, uh, Sean Michaels retired him. That was hard to watch because yeah. Sean Michaels was actually crying, like yeah. he was really crying. He was like, because Flair was like they had fought and fought and fought. And it was one of those really hard matches where you know there's a lot of hard bumps. It was you know for all intents and purposes real. Uh, Sean Michaels sold the shit out of everything Ric Flair did. Yeah, he did, and that's Sean Michaels was a great wrestler, and when. Flair was standing up. He's bleeding. He's like, come on, come on, hit me with it. You know what I mean? Telling him, really, this is it. Yeah, this is it. And Shawn Michaels was shaking his head and crying. He said, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And you you could tell it was genuine. He said, said, I'm sorry. He's like, like, I'm sorry. And then he did it and whammy hit him. And then he pinned him and it was over. And, you know, there are those moments in wrestling, even though it is a kayfabe business, that it's some moments are real. And those guys, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that goes into that. You know what I mean? It's, you know, a lot of real emotions and real feelings and guys really hate each other and guys really like each other. And, you know, uh, guys fucking each other's wives. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, and then they'd work work that into the fucking angles. Yes. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised more people haven't gotten killed in that. You know what I mean? Even though they're professionals. And they know they'd be, you know, somebody would be able to pick that up. You know, they'd look at it and those guys know, you know, if I really go out and kill this guy, somebody's going to know, you <laughs> yeah. know, and I don't know, man. Fucking, um, you talking about real moments. There was, I think there was a real moment on, at the Royal Rumble. Uh, Brock came in and that big guy, Braun Strowman, big, stupid, goofy fuck. Yeah. Wouldn't sell for him. 
or he just doesn't know how to sell. I, I just don't think he knows how to do it. <laughs> so Brock just fucking stiffed him four or five times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's not the guy you don't want to know sell. Yeah. You don't want to know sell Brock. It's right. a bad fucking idea. Yeah. Because he, he can't hurt you. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, that Kurt Angle at his prime, in his prime could have beaten Brock Lesnar, like legit in a, in a, in in actual a, fight. In a fight. Because, uh, I don't know, man. Dude, it's very possible. Kurt Angle won gold medals with a broken neck. Yeah, because how else do you define toughness by any stretch? That is the toughest thing I've ever heard of. You know, guy had a broken leg from China, landed the dismount, all that stuff. That hurt. Continuing on when you have a broken neck, but you didn't have an opponent. Yeah, (laughs) trying to hurt you, trying to hurt you, trying to pin you. Uh, Some crazy Russian who would really use that and kill you in the ring and not say and say, "Hey, it's well on the mat." Wouldn't that be cool if amateur wrestling was in a ring? It would. (laughs) I I would love it if they sold it like professional. I probably would have done it. Yeah, (laughs) really. (laughs) That actually was an episode of the Adventures of Pete. Pete, he got on the wrestling. Did you ever watch it? Yeah. Did you see the one where he was? He had a he had an arch enemy. Remember the guy Endless Mike Helfer? Yes. <laughs> Did you see the one where Endless Mike transferred schools just so he could fight Pete in a wrestling <laughs> match? And he was Doctor Death. And he was all painted up. He came out. <laughs> if I would, he was trying to lose weight. Pete Wrigley was trying to lose weight, and he had kept dropping pounds. And he laid a Endless Mike laid a kidney up with a thing. He's just like the average human kidney weighs. Five pounds, Wrigley. <laughs> Your move. You can tell he's like in massive pain, and he's. <laughs> that was a great. Let's talk about that. That was a great show. Like it was, it was on so briefly, and there's so many funny characters on it, and so many. Uh, you know, they do a podcast. Do they? The, those two, Pete and Pete. Oh fuck! I need to listen to that. They need. I bet they have people from the show on all the time. I'm sure they do. Um, I loved Artie. The st- strongest man in the world. Yeah, like he just he would just say pipe, pipe. You know, just <laughs> weird. You know, the girl who always had the broken arm. What was her name? Uh, who's smoking ass hot now? Yeah, she uh, uh, Michelle Trachtenberg is no her real name. To objectify her. <laughs> well, she is. <laughs> Nona uh, Nona Mecklenburg was the name of the character, and her real name is Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah. And yeah, she's crazy hot now. Um, then there was uh, Wayne Pardue was like just so annoying <laughs> he always said super genius super genius <laughs> that was like his thing and then the coolest thing was young pete had all these villains always out for me yeah that was he had paper cut and pit stain and pit stain's crew was a drawstring and hairnet like they were <laughs> <laughs> but then you had the guest stars too uh iggy pop was a regular guest star um uh bb newworth who played Lilith on Cheers and Frasier. Oh, okay, yeah. Beautiful woman. Also a Broadway actress. Uh, you know, trained voice woman and everything. Uh, she was on there. Uh, played a, a male woman. Male woman McGinty was her name. And then uh, Chris, what was a guy? He was, he's been on, he was on something about Mary. He was on, um, God, what is a guy's name? He even had a sitcom briefly. I can't think of his name. But he was on there. He played a, a, a meter, like a guy who read the, the gas meter. And uh, he was on there pretty pretty frequently. Luscious Jackson, the band, remember them? Yes. They had a guest spot, guest spot on there. Like, it was it was the cool thing to do for a while. LL Cool J was on it. Um, I think one of my friends has the Petunia tattoo. <laughs> really? Yes. 
Well, he's automatically cool. (laughs) (laughs) What a weird show that was. But great. But great. God, it started in 89. Yeah. How long long did it last? 93? Wait a minute. PMP began in 1989 as as minute-long shorts. I remember those. Owing popularity of the shorts, five half-hour specials were made, followed by regular half-hour series that ran for three seasons from 93 to 96. Uh, reruns of the show shorts and the shows now run on teen Nick as part of their block. The splat on October 5th, 2015. So they brought them back. Yep. Neat. I remember the storylines were so good. Like one of them was, uh, Artie and Pete, young Pete, because he would always called him little Viking. Yeah. <laughs> they had one where they would beat up the ocean to try to keep it from coming in. Like it was, <laughs> It showed about their punching and kicking, and it's fucking ridiculous. Then one of them, uh, they actually had when Artie left the show because he was trying to get on Seinfeld and become a you know, well legit actor or whatever, whatever that means. Be on the biggest sitcom of all time. Yeah, it? well, he was on there. He played the Wiz. Like it was a a very brief like cameo, and he looked a lot like Frank Sinatra, like young Frank Sinatra. And um, that's brisk, baby. <laughs> but he did. Um, he did a thing. It was it was a two part episode called "Farewell, My Little Viking," and it's when Artie left. You know, and oh, he, so they gave him a send off. Yeah, it was good, man. It was a it was just a good show. I loved it. It was so much fun to watch. I can't remember. Like I, I watched like the fucking Say by the Bells and the California Dreams and shit like that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really watch Pete and Pete till I was like twenty two. Um, I didn't either till later on because I didn't. Ha- we didn't have the channels around here. Well, we had we we had Nickelodeon, but I remember seeing it, but I was never interested because like, man, that just looks dumb. And then I sat down and watched. It, I was like, this is fucking brilliant. You know, it's one of those shows where just all of a sudden you realize how brilliant it was. Yeah, I, I missed that. I missed Salute Your Shorts, so I had to watch those later. I've only seen a few episodes of Salute Your Shorts, but it was pretty fucking fun. Um, Donkey Lips. <laughs> that guy. It's a fucking weird show, dude. It's weird. Like, and Danny Cooksey who. Was on different strokes and, you know, God, so fucking irritating. He had one of the worst bands ever. Um, Enough's Enough. He was, I think that was the name of the group. It was some hair metal band. They were fucking awful. Um, That was a real band? Yes, it was. Gross. Yeah, they were bad. They were worse than Britney Fox, if that's. I don't even know what Britney Fox is. Look them up sometime if you want to be absolutely horrified. Okay, I'll do that right now. Okay, do that. I'm going to horrify you along with me. I wonder how you spell Brittany. B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. Fox. Boom, boom. See how this goes. This song's called Girl School. Yep. That was their hit. So far, I'm mortified. <laughs> Let me so see. We got a janitor. This is just insulting. What is this, late 80s? Early 90s? Uh, late 80s, early 90s, yep. This right before uh, Nirvana leveled the the death blow of, uh, of grunge on, on everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, the teacher doesn't like that. That's rock and roll. Oh, oh she's going to cut up up and cut the cord to her headphones. Oh, you twat. Oh, they, <laughs> they appeared right behind her on the stage. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh, God. I'm insulted. 
I'm insulted by this. <laughs> Isn't it so fucking bad? It kind of makes me want to fight. Forget all the shit I said earlier about not wanting to fight. <laughs> makes me want to fight them. Yeah. I want to find them and single them out individually. It's very sexist, too. Oh, yeah. Which absolutely. I'm fine with. Could your mouth be any more mouthy? <laughs> See, that's the thing about hair metal, too. Uh, <laughs> so fucking How, bad. This is... This is Spinal Tap level shit. Yes, it is. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> See, well, now I'm going to play, well, visit the advertiser. I'm not going to even know what... The advertiser is, but it's a full 15 second ad that they're going to play before this video that I, want to, that I wanted to play to compare to Britney Fox. Okay. Britney Fox. Could you go over it one more time? <laughs> All right. Let me try and explain this again. The whole video takes place in an all girls school. This actually came out like in the early 2000s. They, whenever they re-released Spinal Tap, they actually went on a tour and everything. See, we break like the wind. We didn't get that. So they might have been literally all, making fun of yeah. Britney Fox. Not tall girl. Oh, I'm sure. All girls. <laughs> not tall girls. All girls. All girls. All girls. And I was <laughs> thinking they would make us look very sure. Male. Yeah, looking very short. Yeah. Well, that's so no possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. What's cool is they actually played all their shit. This is actually far superior. Yes, it is. It, it, yes, it really is. <laughs> I kind of like it. It's great. Spinal Tap, baby. You won't behave the way a big girl should. It's time to give that whip a crack. I'm gonna have to send you back to big <laughs> You're the best of your breed. You're a handful, and I know what you need. You know, it's funny, but I think in the angle of this, they were actually the song is actually about obedient school for a, a dog. Yeah, <laughs> but instead they put it in an all girls school. Yeah. I think I learned this song. We might have played this in one of my bands. The moments on uh, Spinal Tap, this is Spinal Tap, are some of the funniest shit ever. And it's all mostly improvised. Yes. Like the whole thing with the, uh, where the guy died choking on vomit. Yeah. Like that was completely ad-libbed. And Harry Shearer was always the funniest. 
play all? I mean, do you actually play all these? It's a supercut. Well, I play them and I cherish them. Of the female to our music, but they really they're quite fearful. No, trying to find the stage. Just listen for a minute. Listen to it. I'm not hearing anything. You they see us on stage with tight trousers we've got you know armadillos and old trousers i mean it's really quite frightening the size it's just pointing at it I well don't point even yeah, don't even point no it can't be played never i mean can i look at no. it no no <laughs> review you had on shark sandwich which was merely a two-word review just said shit, shit sandwich, sandwich. <laughs> it's, it's still, well, that's just there, isn't it? Yeah. clever yeah just have a little turn about rock and roll I make it now, it's about 1830 hours. So that's what, 50 hours? Oh, actually, 20 hours. That's actually about 30 minutes. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. <laughs> and and they, they run screaming. Flash of green light. And that was it. Nothing was left. It was, face. Well, there was. It's true. This, it's this true. Did There's a little green globule on the drum seat. So, you authorize your musicians, well, aren't you? Yeah. All right. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Rock and roll. Hello, Cleveland. Hello, Cleveland. You're back to that guy. <laughs> oh, you took a wrong turn. I love that fucking movie. Who doesn't? I mean, that's. Hey, you know, I, I, that would legitimately break a friendship or, or a relationship Your for me. The first drummer was uh, the Peeper. John Stumpy Peeps. John Stumpy Great, great, uh, tall, blonde geek with glasses. Uh, a good drummer. Great look. Good drummer. He's yeah, been in a few of those. Uh, Best in Show. He died. Mighty Wind. He, he died love that. I think it's my favorite. Action. Mighty Wind. I love it. I think it's great. It actually has some real genuine moments on it. Where, where you know, the song's the really good. Yeah. Best leave it. Yeah. Unsold, unsold really, you know. and he was replaced by uh, Stumpy Joe, <laughs> Eric Stumpy Eric Joe Child. And Eric. what happened to Stumpy Joe? <laughs> well, uh, it's not a very pleasant story, but no. um, He's, uh, he, he died. Uh, he choked on uh, the the official explanation was he choked on vomit. It's actually he uh, away. It was actually someone else's vomit. It's not ugly. <laughs> you know, there's no real. Well, they can't yeah, prove so whose vomit it was. They yeah. never, they don't have no, facilities no in Scotland no Yard to, to print spectrum really photographing. Dust for vomit. Now, during the Flower People period, who was your drummer? 
Stumpy's replacement, Peter James Bond, he also died in Peter James circumstances. Bond. We were playing uh, a uh, festival, blues. jazz blues festival. Where was that? Well, blues jazz, really. Blues jazz festival. It was, the, it was, the, uh, it was in the Isle, Isle of Lucy. Lucy. The yeah. Isle of Lucy. Isle of Lucy. Jazz Lucy. blues festival. And uh, it was tragic, really. He exploded on stage. Just <laughs> like that. It just went up. It just was like a flash of green light. And that was it. Nothing was left. It was, face. Well, there was. It's that, true. This, this truly really did happen. There was a little green globule on his drum seat. Like a stain, really. It was, it was a small stain. stain in a globule, yeah. actually. And you know, was, several, you know, dozens of people spontaneously combust each year. It's just not really widely reported. Right. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Uh, I love that fucking movie. Yep. That's, what now? You want to jerk off? Sure. It was right here on the on the show. Just beat it. <laughs> we'd be really reaching for for uh, viewers. I bet we'd lose lose listeners if we started. We doing probably that. did that. Yeah. Uh, 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 fast. <laughs> I watched uh, a th- a thing Vice did last night on HBO called uh, Fighting ISIS. Mm-hmm. Boy, that place fucked up over there. Yeah, and we're mostly to blame for it because of going into Iraq. And was it objective? Uh, yeah, he had a guy that was on staff with um, Bush. Yeah, and said there was never any evidence to go over there for. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. How, how how wasn't Bush and Cheney and Rumsfeld and all the guys? How were they not indicted for war crimes when you concoct a reason to go into a country and invade them for no reason? I mean. And, you know, people defend it like it was the right thing to do. I was like, well, destabilize the area, created more terrorists, you know. He was a madman. Yeah. But there have been lots of madmen over there. Why do we have to go in there? Because of oil. That's why. You know, and uh, because we wanted to start a perpetual war. uh, He asked actual Iraqis and everything, like, was it better or worse whenever Saddam Hussein was the ruler? And they said it was bad under Saddam Hussein, but it's much worse now. I guarantee it. I mean, it's it's not stable. Like, at least he knew how to keep. See, okay. At the risk of sounding terrible or racist, but it's just or like a culturalist. I'm just going to say this: um, those people over there are so used to despots that they don't know how to act when there's freedom and democracy, and you know. And everybody says, "Well, democracy, democracy." That's just a form of government. That is not automatically good. You know. Yeah. It's especially whenever it, we installed it and we put in a guy that we thought was uh, good. But basically, mm-hmm. we put in a guy, a candidate, and he won the first time. Then the second time the vote comes around, he actually lost. But we still put we still kept him in there as the president because yeah. there was like three other people that yeah were running against him, and he didn't. They didn't get a majority, or I don't know how that fucking worked, but we just kept kept the same guy in. Well, he protected our interests, so it's you know the American government is very. There's a lot of skullduggery going along, mm, and some buffoonery. Even. <laughs> yeah. Well, buffoonery under the Bush administration, yes. Under a lot of other administrations, no. It's more like some cloak. Obama's and da- the one that cloak kept and dagger the shit. Guy in. Yeah, uh, or the first the, the guy that didn't get elected. But I don't think Obama's a great president. I mean. I think he's more of the same, you know. Um, they interviewed captured ISIS fighters. One of them was scared to death 
Like he, you could, he, he said he just joined so that he wouldn't get murdered and beheaded. And they entered, he interviewed another one that, uh, he asked him, what would you got, would you guys do if you captured me? He said, we wouldn't treat you any differently than what we did anybody else. You'd be beheaded on national TV. The videos would be going, going all over the world. Yeah. And yeah, you'd have your head cut off. It would be no problem. And he acted like he would love to do it right then. And there's, uh, at I don't first, know what to say to that. At first, a, a lot of the, the citizens in Iraq supported ISIS because they thought they were going to do some good. Like they say they were for Islam. They are going to make everything better. But then they just came in and started killing everybody. Right. Taking over cities. And now they're fi- they're, the citizens are actually fighting back with limited weaponry. They're actually making their own uh, armored vehicles. See, Bernie and, um, and John Kasich... And the people who have some kind of intelligence about them and not just rhetoric and bullshit and worry about votes have said, we need to go over there with friendly Muslim countries, help them help themselves, and then step out and say, okay, guys, we've helped you as much as we can. This is your problem, you know, and not in a shitty mean way and just well, we, leave them hanging. But we, we did train and arm the uh, Iraqi forces mm-hmm. and they turned against us. They didn't turn against us. They, they gave up and they left their shit out. And that's why you see ISIS with uh, with our tanks and yeah. our guns and everything. So they quit and abandoned everything. See, and that's the thing is that, you know, I can't King Abdullah. I can't remember which Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> that's who I always imagine whenever I hear that <laughs> him sitting on the throne, big cleaver, <laughs> <laughs> shit all over his yeah. fucking scars like all over all his fucked head, up crazy looking. No, um, digging a fork into somebody's <laughs> yeah. eye. But uh, he said that the uh, that Muslims need to solve this problem because it is a war for the soul of Islam. You know that where are they going to go from here? Yeah, the, are they going to let the extremists run everything, or are they going to step up and become a modern power? And, which they used to be. Yeah, they used to be great. We're the ones that put Saddam in. Let's not forget that. Well, not only that, but Islam kept during the dark ages where Rome collapsed, and then the rest of the world was left to spin. You know the. Muslims are the ones who kept civilization alive. Yeah, They're, I think Baghdad was uh, the hub of yeah it everything was. until the Mongols came along. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they were just uncouth they idiots. Were, they were the best at war. Oh, absolutely, at absolutely. I mean, they but little else. Like they they had no <laughs> literacy. They had no pretensions at civilization. They just wanted to conquer and fuck people. So that's what they did. So a, a pretty decent percentage of people in. The, Asia and uh, West or Eastern Europe got them some Genghis Khan DNA. You know, absolutely. What they say? How many percentage of the entire world has our descendants? Yes, I'd say a lot. I mean, it's not just it's Asia. Like 0.2%, probably, it's like two percent, which is a lot. Yeah, like descended from Mongols because of all the rape. You know, it was, uh, dude. I don't know. I mean, civilization is a, is a funny thing because it's not always who's the best civilization wins. The Romans didn't have the best civilization, as a matter of fact. They were dumb. They were uh, imperialist. They were so many things. They, were, they, they didn't have half the refinement or the intelligence or the class of like the Greeks or people that they conquered. You know, the Greeks believed in civilization. They believed in peace. They believed in all these things. They were just extremely adept at waging war. You know, and to call Greece that Greece is actually not fair because it's not accurate. Like, you know, you had Sparta city states, Thebes, you know, all these places. And but as a people, 
they were largely concerned with civilization and learning and art and higher thinking and existential. You know, the Romans were considered were consumed with conquering um, roads, sub, but which were roads were the only thing. The only reason they introduced the roads was to subjugate other people. Yeah, you know what I mean. To make so, it easier to go fuck people over. Exactly. So, and they actually looked at. Uh, they were a lot uh, similar to a lot of Americans nowadays, most Americans in the fact that they looked at, uh, intellectualism as, uh, effeminate and people who were well-spoken and stuff like that were not to be trusted and things like that. You see what I'm saying? And what happened to them? They collapsed because the whole world fucking hated them. Is that you know? why, has that carried on to now? Because anytime you see somebody interviewed on the, like a local news station, uh, it's always some buffoon that can barely talk. So yes, they don't get somebody that can talk, that can speak plainly and normal to be interviewed because nobody trusts somebody. Like exactly, that. exactly. Like they're not even from here. Yeah, born and raised. You know, if they interviewed one of us, it would be we wouldn't go viral. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's <laughs> not <we>, today. <laughs> we it has become buffoonish. You know, um, they were they have. Uh, Dudes that are basically making weapons out of old shit that was buried after um, Saddam was taken out. Yes. And they're trying to use those the best they can. They got dudes that are making rocket launchers as best they can. Just basically shooting spears at a high rate of speed at ISIS. (laughs) ISIS. The thing that scares me about ISIS is that the fact they are cut from the same cloth as idiots here. Idiots are idiots the world over. They want everybody to believe their religion and go into it all just like the idiots here. Exactly. I mean, they, they're not, they, the Muslims that they are deposing, the, the Muslims that were responsible for, like we said, for the preservation of culture during the Dark Ages and the collapse of the Roman Empire and all these things, have been destroyed and co opted by these people. It's, and I'm sure a lot of them are young. Have you noticed how many young men are in it? So lots, young lots, and impressionable. Lots. Um, without a formed view of the world, just the world view as they have been fed or as they perceive it without trying to see anybody else's side. You know, that's exactly the mindset we have here. Why do we need to worry about other people? We're America. We're different. We're no fucking different. We're a country. We just have better internet. I mean, that's debatable. You know, (laughs) I bet you Britain has fine internet. I bet you Ireland has fine internet. I'm sure it's just fine. I'm sure that the Nordic countries have better internet. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, they have better everything else. Have you ever seen a like a video of a Nordic country? It's clean. I mean, I usually There's watch, trains. I watch a lot of Swiss, Switzerland and Norwegian porn. Yeah, me too. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> six foot tall, beautiful blonde women. Oh, absolutely. With big yabos and big know, asses. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Brunhilde looking women. Mm. But um, no, there's. All right, no more pub. Stop. Okay. Uh, but no, you always see a video. Their cities are always clean. Uh, there's people on bikes walking. You know, this are, these are not cross sections to make them look better. These are cross sections of what it's actually like, you know, with great mass transit, with lots of, you know, great things happening. So I don't, you know, I don't understand why we, we don't want that here. We could easily have the greatest mass transit system in the world. We have the money. We have the people willing to work. We Tesla's have, trying to do it. Really? Hyperloop. Get it, get it from California to the East Coast in six hours. Something like that. High speed, mag- magnetized rail. Um, like Kind of like the 
Chinese have it. Well, the Japanese have ja- it. Yeah, too. Japanese have it. Yeah, yeah the, the big bullet I get, trains. I get them all confused. <laughs> I just can't tell. Ching no. Chong, Ming Mong. <laughs> no, the Chinese. Just give me some General So's, Pac. The Chinese are so consumed with uh, industrialization that they destroy their air and water and yeah. kill their own people and yeah. no value for life. The Japanese are exactly the opposite. High value of human life. Um, believe in clean energy and, you know, all kinds of things. And, you know, China is like us. They are dumb. They're, and there's a shitload of them. Yeah. And they don't care to worry about the outside world. I'm not saying all of them. And again, when I say this about us, the United States, I'm saying it's, gener- it's speaking generally about a certain sect. Yeah. But a sect that I think is dominant. I think that the majority of Americans look with distrust at intellectualism and stuff like that. If correct me if I'm wrong. Is that why I don't have any friends? I'm not saying I'm like an intellectual, but no, I think about things and I talk about things. Yeah, I like me, to learn stuff. Yeah, me too. I whether love, it's whether it's going to be useful, favorite, yeah, or not, I like to learn. stuff. Learning's my favorite thing. Which doing this show and the and PFR has forced me to at least look at other things. Yeah, I mean, it's I think that the interplay and in learning things and. You know, I'm sure, we'll do almost an entire show talking about '80s wrestling. <laughs> That's learning, <laughs> kinda. It's we fun. get we get to learn about a subculture. You know, yeah. <laughs> I have a little bit of experience in that subculture, and it is really weird. Uh, one of the things about the uh, the the Iraqis, they they went to one town and they were like forming like a militia, and that, like you know how it should be, like yeah. how a militia should be whenever there's like an actual threat. And they, they they had like 600 people, and the age range went from 17 was the youngest. They showed the kid. He looked like he was 12. Yeah. To 73. Marching in formation, shooting uh, as whatever guns they could find. Right. Uh, like, they had flare guns. Shooting could a flare gun kill somebody? If you get them close enough. I mean, it's just a fireball. I'm, I'm assuming it could do some It'll at damage. least incapacitate him for a minute. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I'm sure they could do some fucking Take a guitar damage. string and... Magnesium fucking flare. Wham! Just fucking... Yeah, they had uh, actual militias training. Try, they're at least some of them. I don't know if all of them are. They're at least trying to fight back. But they asked uh, one of the they asked the one of the Iraq the um, is ISIS fighters mm-hmm. that was captured if the Iraqi army or any of these militias have a chance. No, um, if you kill one, a hundred will take his place. If you kill a thousand, or if you kill a hundred, a thousand will take his place. Their places. Of course they're going to say that. That's just the way it is. But no, he was the one that was scared, shitless, wanted out. Yeah. He, he looked like he wanted to, he looked relieved to be captured. Right. Because he didn't want to do any of that. Well, see, that's the thing. We need to get to a point where we can liberate the people who are in it even. You know what I mean? Like, there are some people who are just lunatics. Like, the people who killed, who went on the school shooting over here, or the daycare shooting, or whatever the fuck they did. Where was this one at? Uh, the the f- husband and wife team. Did this happen today? No, it happened recently. Daycare. I don't remember this. It one. wasn't a daycare. It was some kind of civic building in California. Oh, okay. Or Oregon yeah, yeah, yeah. or someplace like that. It was in California. California. Yeah. And okay. I remember that one. They're lunatics. I'm sorry. They're lunatics. And they're going to be lunatics. And bye. You're not welcome. And they, they, you need to die. They sympathize know? with ISIS. Yeah. Fuck them. If so, you're, if you're so somebody, ISIS claims responsibility, ISIS really had nothing to do with that. That was just that's what I'm saying. Too crazy. If you're an ISIS sympathizer, fuck you. You deserve to die, and I hope you die soon. So it's you know, you know, you can't sympathize with baby murderers and and lunatics who will behead you and all that shit. That's just dumb. 
Yeah, they don't care anything about you or anybody else. And, and, you know, I'm not going the total left route. Well, that's their culture. Fuck you. Your culture's stupid. Yeah, your culture is stupid. If you're <laughs> that violent, you're fucking stupid. Of course, on the other end, with the Oregon militia people and like that, you're stupid too. There are so many ways to be stupid. <laughs> and, There's a litany. <laughs> yeah. It's a smorgasbord of stupidity. The, the ways to be smart are manifold, but so are the ways to be stupid. <laughs> so it's, you know... Um. <laughs> Uh, I think the FBI is negotiating with the remaining people there, which I think is down to four, to let them go without um, any punishment. The, the remaining people that are still held up in the bird sanctuary. You're going to let them go without any sort of punishment. Well, I mean, that just shows them they can do whatever they want. Well, no, the, the ones that have been arrested are going to be charged and prosecuted, hopefully to the fullest extent of the law. Even Eamon Bundy told him to get the fuck out of there, told him to go home. Amen. We will live to fight another day. That's what they'll say. They'll, it's all kinds of nonsense. I read something yesterday. <coughs> excuse me about um, a movement to get a four-hour work day. That's not good. Uh, you, you have to read all about it. It makes sense if everybody has a four-hour work day, then more people are employed. Um, yeah, but less people, you make less money. I mean, it's. I, I don't. It's it's a it's a. I'll, movement. I'll read it. It's a move. It's it was on Vice. It yeah. Was, it's a movement, and it's it's a lot like the forty hour work week from back in the day. Yeah. The when it used to be, you had to work sixty hours, seventy, eighty, whatever the fuck they wanted you to, or you could go fuck yourself. Right. And now it's it's come down to there's like a little movement trying to get a four hour work week. I don't quite understand it. I just don't see how it would work. I don't. I'm not know. sure. Either. I read it, and I'd have to read it probably two or three more times because I have a problem retaining information because I'm stupid. No, you just have reading and retention problem, comprehension problem. <laughs> Not a comprehension, but it's just one. Well, that doesn't mean you're dumb. No, it's like a. I only read it once. I usually read things three times just to make sure. Right, make sure I get it. See, I don't do that. I, I read things numerous times, but that's after I've read it completely. You know, like I've read Game of Thrones ten times. You know, the first book, easily ten times. And maybe I could look it up. Four hour work day. It would like make for a twenty hour work week. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, but what else? I mean, well, what I think what it would be is anything over four hours would be considered overtime, and you'd have they, they'd pay you time and a half, which would be fucking great. I'd, no doubt about that. That would be fucking incredible. I think I shared it somewhere. See if I can find it real quick. Probably gonna have to end the show after I do this. <laughs> Lord knows we don't want to go overtime. Well, we do our our long shows with the. Uh, with the PFR, we can't be doing long shows with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> we did cross over. Maybe it's opened up the rules. So. Oh, God. That'd be crazy. Facebook banned private gun sales. Excuse what? me? Facebook banned private gun sales on their sites. Oh, that's awesome. Where did I put it at? <clears throat> going to have to search. Hold your horses, people that are listening. Both of you. <laughs> you loyal <laughs> Fun Employment Files fans, you. We know it's getting worse. Just bear with us. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Well, this company has a four-day work week. We tried to do that at Auctures whenever um, shit was going downhill. Just everybody works four tens. Yeah. Everybody gets a three-day weekend, and you, you alternate mm-hmm. who goes Monday through Thursday and Tuesday through Friday. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really buy it. I think that sounds kind of good, actually. Only a 10-hour day, man. <sighs> It can be rough, but when you got that three three day weekend, yeah, I just I know my job how hard that would be. Like, yeah, because 
dude, working in restaurants nuts. Like you don't stop. TikTok and you don't stop. Do you dial one eight seven on a uh, motherfucking restaurant manager that be talking shit? <laughs> I've wanted to numerous times. I've got the article pulled up, but I don't know if I can find like the pertinent information inside of it without reading the entire article out loud. Nah, fuck it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to share it to uh, the PFR page if you guys want to <laughs> look it up. It's also in Vice. <laughs> I love the PFR. We're going to call this one quits. The end of episode 22 of the Fun Employment Files. That's disgusting. can't believe you did that. <laughs> okay, I'm, I don't think I'll just pick another song here. Uh-huh. 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 Thank you for listening, you cocksuckers. Uh- <laughs> 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 um... Please uh, oh, tell shit. all your... You almost fell over in that chair. I did. I did. Tell all your friends to please listen and then tell their friends you can get this on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere podcasts are aggregated. Um, We're going to go out on one of my songs. Okay. It's the closer to the album I put out, the 2013 West, or 20, yeah, 2013 West Virginia Album of the Year by one one publication. Nice. Uh, it's called I See. We'll be back Thursday... With an all new episode of Pillow Fort Radio. And I might put out another one tomorrow. Well, I'm putting this out tomorrow. Yeah. I might put one out Wednesday if you want to stop by tomorrow. Well, no, I got to go take that test. We'll talk about that. <laughs> all right. Thank it's you, exhausting. Guys. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs>
in the 